Hello, everybody. It's time for another episode of The Exchange. Look at us. This is season three of The Exchange. How exciting. Uh, I've got a really exciting guest, as I do every episode. But before we get into it, let's talk about some programming notes. The first thing I need from you, I need you to, in 30 seconds, do this. Because if you do this right now, you're not going to be able to hear what I say. But in 30 seconds, I need you to hit pause. I need you to go to your conversations, your messages, your wherever you message people, Snapchat, Instagram, wherever, and I need you to text this exact message. Hey, I'm listening to The Exchange right now, hosted by Logan Lewis. You should listen to it too. Every episode, he interviews a new guest. Check it out. Hit send on the most recent person you've texted, and then scroll all the way down to the very bottom and text that person. Maybe it's a person you haven't talked to in a long time. Maybe it's an ex-lover. Maybe it's your grandma. Maybe it's your cousin. Maybe it's your ex-boss. You never know. Just send it to them because maybe it could add value or some form of entertainment. Um, the other thing I need you to do for me is to go to Instagram and follow me at Exchange with Logan. Exchange W and then my name, Logan. That's where we get all the episode announcements. Who's the guest? What do they look like? What do they do? Yada, yada, yada. Follow it on Instagram to check it out. And then lastly, if you listen on Spotify or anywhere else, I love you. But if you listen on Apple, I love you more because you have the ability to scroll down and you have the ability to leave a rating and a review. Now, let me tell you, Logan, why do you ask every episode for us to rate and review? Well, I'll tell you why, random listener. Uh, because that's how the show gets recognized. If a show started tomorrow, let's say Kamala Harris launched a show tomorrow, the number one way that show's going to get attention, besides the fact that she's the vice president, is by people going into the de description of the podcast and rating it. That shoots it to the top of the iTunes charts, even before she's even put an episode out. It's that simple. Just hit, scroll down, hit the five-star button. If you want, leave a little fun comment. If I get a certain amount of uh, reviews, maybe I'll do something. Maybe I'll do a giveaway. Maybe I'll do a TikTok dance. I don't know. Maybe I'll do the WAP. Who knows? We'll see. But, um, but until then, leave the rating and review, tell somebody about it, and follow us on Instagram. Today, I've got a guest. Not like last episode where I was the guest. I've got a real person in front of me this time. The guest I'm exchanging with today is somebody that I've recently reconnected with, somebody who's making big girl moves in the business world, uh, and her name is Miriam. Hello, my friend. Hello. I uh, was going to say your last name, but forgot how to pronounce it, so I didn't. Help me. Wow. It's Gwendon. That's it. I was overthinking it. Yeah. Damn. I remember when we simple. first met. When we first met, I remember we had this exact conversation. I thought your name was Logan, so it's okay. Okay. I forgive you. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 Um, how are you? I'm great. That's good. It's Thursday. It's Thursday, which means tomorrow's Friday. That's exactly what it means. What do you got planned for the weekend? Anything? I'm going to Tennessee. I'm going to Knoxville. You're going to Knoxville. That sounds super dope. I get to see my babies. Your babies? Yeah. My friend is watching my dogs. Oh, in Knoxville? Yeah. They've got a really great backyard, and I don't have one right now. I'm super busy, so 
So make sure oh, you and you went life. and you went to Knoxville like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Ah, it's clicking now. That's right. The pre-interview. The pre-interview. Yes. Now it makes sense. Wow. Um, Miriam, do you want to do me a favor and give uh, the people listening at home a quick intro about uh, how you and I crossed paths? So we met while in college and I think it was a dating app or something. Uh, it was a while ago, but we went on a couple dates and then, yeah, we're just friends now. So yeah, I, I think I texted you last week and I was just like, I'm trying so hard to remember like what happened. I don't think anything happened. I, I think we just kind of drifted. Maybe yeah. I, I really don't remember. Typical millennial. Uh, <laughs> Typical of ways. Not exactly ghosting, just a mutual like, well, I'm not texting her and you're like, well, he's not texting me. I guess that's it. Yeah. Oh, well, whatever. But it's cool that we can still be friends. Of course. And then a few years ago, no, maybe it was last year, you popped up on my LinkedIn. I did. You did. And I was like, oh my God, I have not spoke to this woman. I haven't even thought about this woman for a couple years and then boom, on my LinkedIn. And I was like, oh my God, she's making money moves. And I refollowed you on Instagram and I was like, oh my God, she's doing things. I got... I've got to see. I've got to see what she's doing. You unfollowed me. I did. I've got to block you now. No, don't do that. <laughs> it's the rules. Don't block me. Is it the rules? If yeah. I unfollow you, you, bro- you block them? Yes, I got to one-up you. That's pretty, that's pretty tight, actually. You can block me then. That's fine. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before I ask you specifics, I want you to give the people now... Who, who are you? Tell, tell the people who you are, where you came from, what your background is, and how you got to where you're sitting right now. Oh, gosh. How much time do I have? Uh, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Cool. Okay. You can skip a few details. Okay. <laughs> so i am 23 years old i graduated from kennesaw state a year ago in finance um initially i wanted to graduate with international business but i just couldn't get past the the second language requirements and they also make you do a study abroad and the one i signed up for was to go to china which was when in may of 2020 oh no so i'm so glad prior to that the semester before, I decided to change my major, just just go to finance and get school over with. Otherwise, I would have been screwed. Oh, no. Who knows when I would have graduated. So there was that. Um, and then after I graduated, I quickly realized I didn't want to take the corporate route. Um, I didn't want to sit behind a computer all day logging in numbers. I love people. I'm a little introverted and shy but I love getting to know people like on a one-on-one level where there's you know nobody can put a facade on you can read right through them and and just get to business kind of like with what you're doing here so I really I really value what you do here I think it's amazing um before that I guess I could start by saying uh I was born in Germany 
my dad was in the military at the time and my mom was from Turkey working in Germany and they didn't speak the same language when they got together. She uh, didn't speak any English. She didn't speak any German. Somehow they got married, had a kid and moved to the States. Sheesh. They just made it work with hand signals for a few Mm. years. Love language, I'm assuming. Hey, I see. (laughs) I see. Gotcha. So there was that. I moved around a lot because I was an army brat. Um, My mom ended up leaving my dad. She remarried to another military guy, and that was my stepdad, and I lost him when I was five or six. Um, Due to health or the military? He got in a motorcycle accident. Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's okay. It's been a long time. But it's crazy because... The little bit of time we had, he made a huge impact in my life. And he's the reason why I'm so ambitious and I feel like I can do anything I set my mind to. And he left me when I was five or six. I still have that mindset at 23 years old. So, yeah, I grinded it out in school, tried to look around me at the adults in my life, learned from their mistakes so I wouldn't have to make the same mistakes. And, uh... Now I'm trying to build my own few businesses and I'm still working a eight to six right now. Um, just money wise as the businesses grow, but hopefully soon I can, I can leave. Okay. But yeah. I think that pretty sums me up. Okay. 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 So a couple things. What, when you, when you got out of college, when you got out of school, what was the thing that made you think, I don't want to take the corporate mindset. Did you work a corporate job for a couple of months and you're like, oh, I can't do this forever? Um, kind of. So I like my freedom and flexibility and I like to work because I want to, not because someone says, hey, from nine to five, you're working for us Monday through Friday. And then you're getting this amount of sick days and this amount of vacation and that's it we control your life from there. Like that does not align with my spirit at all. Okay. I'm like, uh, I don't want to do that. So I did join a corp or I signed with a corporate, um, financial wealth management company. Um, but their market is wealthy people and your typical day is you come in you cold call 200 people who are like executives, VPs, million dollar earners, and you have to try and convince them in 10 seconds why they should have a longer conversation with you and trust you with their money. And I hated doing that. Wow. I hate it for you and I'm not even doing it. (laughs) Yeah. So very quickly after that, I was like, this isn't what I want to do. The reason I got my finance degree is because I've seen growing up how, how big of an impact not making the best decisions with money can have on a family. And I would like to be somebody who a family can come to and say, hey, I need help. And I can show them how to make better decisions with their money, get out of the holes that they're in have hope for retirement. Um, That's my passion. So, well, one of them at least. So that's why I'm 
now with a company called Wealthwave, and I have the freedom and flexibility to work when I want and with who I want. And their target market is middle-class America. And I was so excited. I called everyone in my family. I'm like, you guys have to know what I'm doing. And it's, when you're with a company where you where you feel like you're really doing something good for people, at least me, I'm a nurturer. So that's just the reason I can get out of bed every day and feel good about what I do. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. You're a big people person. Yeah. You guys can't see me, but I'm smiling cheeks. She's cheeks smiling right so now. big right My now. Hurt. As she's talking <laughs> about herself, she's smiling so big, which is awesome. Because you that that shows you that she truly cares about people. Yeah. That's good. So where did that come from? Do you know? Was that always something that you've always just you've always just gotten along with people? Your your mom may have taught you this, or your stepdad might have taught you that, or your real dad might have taught you that. Do you, you know, where did that stem from? Um, well, when my stepdad passed, my mom got a life insurance check for half a million dollars. And we were doing okay, but we were still living paycheck to paycheck prior to. Um, and that completely changed a, a lot for her. And she meant to make good decisions with her money. Um, but that's not really how it played out. And I didn't look at it that way for a really long time until I became an adult and I understood why she did the things that she did. But she tried to start a couple businesses. So she got into real estate um, and it was going well for her. Uh, we moved into a country club. This is the lifestyle I've never seen before. I'm like, wow we're rich. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then she opens up a trucking company and she's, you know, starting to venture out and just try to build these small businesses that can eventually become big businesses for her, um, have sustainable income, you know, have a better quality of life for her children. And then guess when this was 2007. Yeah, 2007, 2000, 2008, when both the housing bubble mm -hmm. and the oil spill happened. Oh, sheesh. So both her businesses tanked. Just tanked. She lost yeah. every dollar she had. Isn't that crazy to talk to talk about 2007 and 2008? Like, like in such negative light, that like the billions of dollars that people lost those couple years is just, and, and have never seen since. And it's I didn't horrible. understand because I was very young. So I went from having this really fun, spontaneous mom to this mom who was stressed all the time. Yeah. I started to resent her. Um, I started to question, you know, like, what the heck? Like, you got all this money when my dad passed away. Mm -hmm. um, I've got to start looking at college so what college can we afford? And she told me, I have no money for you. And I was pissed because that's the one thing he said, if mm -hmm. he ever died, make sure that that insurance money can pay for my daughter's school. Wow. And my mom thought she was going to have a huge return on investment with that money. So she. she didn't. But she didn't. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Sheesh. 
I could feel the awkward tension in the room and I'm, I wasn't even there. Yeah. Lucky for me, I got a bunch of scholarships. I was like, well, okay, glad I know it's my freshman year. Like I just got to bust my butt in school, get all A's, try to get as many merit scholarships as I can. I uh, got some financial aid and I just, I never paid a dime to go to school. You didn't? Nope. I have no, no student, student debt. debt. Wow. Yeah. Neither do I. But I came from a place where my parents were fortunate, or I was fortunate enough to have my my school paid. But you, you, you don't have any school student debt. Nope. It, wow, we're 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 two very lucky individuals to be able to say that. Yeah, yeah, very rare. Yeah, very much so. Wow, that's awesome. Um, so you mentioned, well, actually, before I ask you that, so because you saw your mom doing the real estate thing. You saw her doing the trucking business thing. You kind of always had that entrepreneurial spirit like in your family's household. Do you think that affected you at all? Like your mom was maybe home more often for you rather than her only being home at seven o'clock at night on the weekdays. Like, do you think that maybe start, maybe started slowly pouring into your brain of like, oh, mom kind of works when she wants. Like, I like that. Well, it's actually the opposite. So like I said, she was in the beginning stages of trying to build a business. And with that, you can commit way more time than a nine to five. Mm -hmm. She's working like she's she's up when we're going to school and she comes back like after we're in bed. Mm -hmm. So I did not see my mom for a long time, a long time. Yeah. Unless she brought us on the weekends with her to offices or something or to a showing or something yeah just something small here and there where she had time but yeah she had gosh I look back and I'm like wow really yeah I forgot I forgot that's how it was look at this yeah. reminiscing um so you mentioned earlier a couple businesses that you're involved in or, or trying to start yourself what are those? Okay. Tell so, us. Well, the one I already spoke on, and that's the financial business. Um, and really, it's a financial education company. So we just try to help people understand really how money works. And we've got a book. It's called How Money Works, Stop Being a Sucker. And it's it kind of grabs your attention because the first time I saw it, I'm like, won't that offend people? Stop being a sucker. Mm -hmm. But then... It's a play on banks because when you go to the bank, they give you a sucker. They give you a sucker. I got a sucker. And it's usually a dumb dumb. Oh. Yeah. Yo. Right. I've never thought of it like that. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, somebody else listening was just like, yo. Well, they take your money, right? And they and give you, you a dumb dumb. You might get 0 0.01 interest yeah. on, your, on your savings or checking account. Yeah, every once in a while, I'll see like a. But then you get a credit card or a loan or something and the interest that they're making off of you mm -hmm. while they're holding your money mm -hmm. is insane. That's how they make so much freaking money. Yeah, they credit card companies are rich because they are banking, no pun intended, on people not being smart with their money. Yeah. They rope you in by sending you these letters in the mail like, oh, you should apply. You'll get 60,000 bonus dollars or okay. or whatever. And then somebody goes out, they buy a new car. They buy a brand new Suburban with it. 
and then they're screwed and in credit card debt and Capital One is just sitting back with their feet up just counting the dollar bills yep. because they can charge you 7% interest. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they do. It's insane. It is insane. So yeah, we do some of that and then we show them like how to budget better, um, how to get out of debt three to five years faster depending on the person. Um plan for retirement, stuff like that. But first and foremost, it's education. Because if I did a whole plan for you, Logan, and then you weren't educated on what I just showed you that we're going to be doing for the next year, you're probably not going to stick with it. You're probably going to make more mistakes with your money whenever we're not talking. Um, And it's just not going to work. Which would mean that you'd probably need me again and again and again, mm-hmm. but that's not the point. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And what about the other business? So that is. Let's talk about that one. Yeah, that's my real baby. That's my, oh, that's my heart and soul. So that is my healing business, energy business. Um I am Reiki certified, and I'll be doing Reiki master classes pretty soon. Um, and Reiki is just when you take the energy of love, and you're you're a channel for someone else to receive that energy of love, and it heals them. It heals your aura, heals you physically, heals you spiritually. Um, it's just. it's so hard to explain until you have it done to you and you just have this connection with energy and and it's I I love it I absolutely love it and it's it's ancient um Asian culture type of healing uh I was reading a story about a woman who had stage four cancer and she's tried she tried all the chemo and all that stuff that they give you and they tell you, you know, this might work for you, but uh, we'll see. And nothing was working for her. And she went to this uh, Reiki person. And uh, after about two years, uh, she was completely fine. That's crazy. Yeah. I was going to ask you this earlier, but I saved it for this. What do you, uh, what are some words that people that your biggest uh, disbelievers in this business would call you? Do they ever throw out terms like witchcraft or not witch or uh, what do you call them? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm trying to say? What, what are your biggest? Witchcraft is one of them. Really? It's typically from very religious people because mm-hmm. um, I feel like as I observe, especially our generation, we're moving away from like strict religion and more into free spirited spirituality. Yeah. I grew up, my mom is Muslim and my dad's family is very hardcore Christian. Okay. Wow. And I got to see both sides of what that looks like. And I was like, I don't think there's a right or wrong here. You know, like these sides of my family say you know one's right and one's wrong there can't be two gods mm-hmm. it's the same it's the god. same god just I painted in know. a different light right 
there's a lot of similarities in the religion. And so what I did is a couple years ago, I went on, I guess, like a fast and I read the Bible through and through because I was like, I can't go to church and have someone interpret these messages and words for me. Like that's his interpretation. But what's mine? Like what aligns with my spirit? So no friends, no social outings, no music, no no media, nothing. I just and you just read the Bible. I, I read the Bible, and so wow. it took me a month and a half. Wow. Yeah, and there was a lot of areas in the in the Bible where I was like, yeah, this is absolutely what I have felt in my life without actually reading these words. Like this makes perfect sense. But then there's some areas where I'm like, I feel like someone in power just put these words here to create fear in people and if for me and my personal relationship with god it's not fear-based it's something where i can be accepted and loved and shown a better path so i was like i can't i i can't follow something that i feel like is made meant to fear so like my favorite part of the bible is actually matthews that's where jesus comes in and he spreads his love and it makes me happy. He's one of my spirit guides. So Okay. But yes, witchcraft I hear a quite a bit, but it's not as taboo as it used to be. Some people embrace it. I haven't gotten shamed for it. Good. And I think um the world is a lot more open to spirituality versus religion anyways. Like I you think talk so. about it. I mean, us we say like, Hey, I like your vibe. What does that actually mean? It means I like your vibrational energy. I didn't know that's what it stood for. That's I thought vibe means. was the word by itself. Vibe I, is your vibrations. Oh my God. You're yeah, teaching you me things. I didn't even know that's that. what you're saying. Yeah. How, like, oh, that makes sense. Like when someone's like, yeah, I'll go to the party. I'll stay for a while. But if the vibe is off, I'll leave. Vibrations are off. Usually it's like a low vibration or something where it doesn't really match your wavelength at that moment in your your path or your journey and you're like this isn't for me something better is for me you know what's funny i'm pretty sure my dad told me a few weeks ago that vibe got added to the dictionary like last year like ah, officially wow like i'm not surprised the, the word like you know every year they add like 60 words to the dictionary that just get used i think I forget some of the other slangs that popped up over the course of 2021 or 2020 but they announced that i think vibe finally got added not not even just like the full vibrational energy but just like vibe as like a as like a abbreviation or whatever they like it's in the webster's dictionary now like wow. recognized as a, a real word and a real saying it's really cool i didn't know that vibe stood for vibrational energy so you just learned me something i'm glad <laughs> i love to teach good <laughs> um so what so you've got this this healing business. Do you have do you have clients? Do you have like people that come to you? Do you have is it more of like a one time thing or is it like will people come to you like Miriam? I'd, I'd like to see you like once a week if I can. Like how does it work? Um, it is definitely an ongoing thing. You're you'll never reach a point in your spiritual journey where you you're just you're done. You've learned everything. It's, it's not going to happen. There's always something for you to improve on. And once you think there, you'll get 
to these moments a lot of times you think you finally got it and you finally reached a point where you're like you're good and then mm-hmm. spirit will come along and be like hey we've got this to learn now it's almost like when people like i can speak openly about this i don't know if people that listen to this know that know me personally i was on um some anxiety and uh sad boy pills for a while because i was feeling down in the dumps and then i stopped taking them because I was like, man, I'm, I'm doing great. I am killing it right now. And then a few months ago, I realized that I am, or actually like three days ago, I realized that I uh, have been more negative in the past two months than I ever have been. Which, And my fiance would say, well, it's because you stopped taking your medicine. And I was like, oh, but she is like, well, you just thought, probably thought that you were good. But the second you think that you're good is the first point where you're actually not good. I don't know. It's weird. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I um, That's also something else I do with my healing business is I try to identify areas in people's lives where, where if they are on medication, how to clean them off because it's usually something a lot deeper. And I think medication is just something that it's like a Band-Aid to a deep wound, and it's not really going to help you. It's like getting shot and put a Band-Aid over it. Yeah, you've got so much stuff that has happened over your life, and it compounds in in this little brain of yours and this little heart of yours. um, And you don't really realize the impacts that some things have on you. And when you're able to have somebody who can help you identify those things, how to accept certain things that happened in your life, how to forgive others and yourself and how to see things from a different perspective and just overall heal. I would love in my journey to help people get off of medication like that because it keeps you in the same place if not worse because you're just bottling i love it yeah so um miriam what's your who 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 do you look up to Mm. who's a mentor of you who who inspires you Uh, people around me every day. I, I never just have one person. I, as much as I can, I try to meet positive and influential people and people that give me ideas and spark joy in my life. And I want to be like that is usually how I am. So but I guess overall, I would say um, my stepdad who passed, he just was so helpful and giving and loving and he could express how he felt and he'd be mad right now, but give him like 10 seconds and he's fine. Me, like it takes me a while. If I get mad, I'm mad. Mm-hmm. Me too. And yeah, so... I kind of admire that characteristic about him. Um, One memory I'll never forget is we were a bit tight on money. And he got a nice paycheck from the military. So he went and got himself this really nice leather leather jacket. And my mom was mad. She was like, 
he was like, why'd you spend all this money on a jacket? You know, we could have spent it on this, this, and this. You mm-hmm. know, typical money arguments. Sure. And they're driving down the road. And he sees this homeless guy, and he stops the truck, takes his brand new jacket off. He's like, hey, man, like, you don't got to be cold in the winter here. I just paid some good money for this jacket. Take care of it. And I'm like, how many people do you know spends two grand on a, on a leather jacket Tied on money, like you got it so you could be warm in the winter and you see this homeless guy and you're like, I've got a couple like cheap jackets sitting in the back seat, but I'm going to give them my best one. Wow. And that's, that's a memory that always pops in my head and I'm like, yeah, like how do I get like that? Like without second guessing, like I don't even have to think twice about it. That's the kind of person I want to be. That's awesome. Yeah. Love that. Thanks. So Miriam, towards uh, the later half of each episode, I ask every guest the same grouping of a few questions. Oh boy. They're not hard questions. They're almost fir- first date questions. So I might even know some of the answers to some of them. Um, but they're just meant to kind of... It, it it's kind of meant as like a whether I'm sitting in front of Miriam right now or Oprah Winfrey tomorrow, I'm going to ask Oprah the same 10 questions that I'm about to ask you just to get to know them a little bit more. Okay. But they're not, they're very surface level questions. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one, what was your very, very first job ever? Um, Like where I got where you got a paycheck or something. A paycheck, like yeah. a real paycheck. I don't know. Okay. What? So fake paycheck. Um, I would massage my mom's feet when she got home from work and I'd get like $5. <laughs> yeah, like a real paycheck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I worked at Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. That's right. I completely forgot. That was like such a huge part of your life at one point. Yeah. You were like going places with Chick-fil-A at one point. Yeah, I was a grand opening trainer at like 18. I was. What the hell happened? I didn't want to work for a company that was funding uh, conversion camps. Uh, so I dropped my whole freaking career and just found something else, and I'm glad I did. Wow, I completely forgot about the entire piece of your life. Holy crap. Um, if you were an animal, what would you be? Oh, this, this tears me because I'm very indecisive about this. I'd either be a tiger because I just, I love them or I'd be a dolphin. They're very, very different animals. Um, I don't know. One of the two. I like it. I like it. The best concert you've ever been to. Do music festivals count? Sure. Okay, I went to EDC Orlando by myself on accident. By yourself on accident? Yes. And it was the, so like I told you, like I'm kind of introverted. So I was, my sister called me. I'm on my way home from work one Friday. She goes, hey, my ride to Orlando bailed on me. I've got a tournament this weekend. I need to go. I'm like, okay, I'll just take you. So I get off work. We drive eight hours or six six hours or whatever to Orlando. And I go, wait a minute. EDC Orlando is this weekend. I'm like, 
well, shoot, I'm here, so might as well go. I go to Walmart, get whatever, like, stuff I can find to wear there, and yeah, I just go. That's dope. And I ran into so many people I knew, which really? shocked me. Yeah. That's I'm crazy. Like, I didn't even know you were into the EDM scene, but so many people I didn't know I got to meet. That's awesome. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Um, dinner with three people, dead or alive. Who are they? Um, oh, I don't like this question. Hmm. Or dinner with one person, dead or alive. Who would it be? But I might know the answer. Hmm. Yeah, if I could get one more dinner, it'd be with my stepdad. Oh, I just thought of a new question I might start asking people. You're going to be the first person I ask this, so I'm going to write it down as I ask you. Okay. It's a food question. You're, you're getting the electric chair tomorrow. What's your last meal? You know how they give people that are getting an electric chair, like their last meal, anything on the planet they want within reason. Um, I'd probably do what's called a doner. It's a Turkish wrap. I guess it's like the Turkish version of like a euro, but you don't use pita bread. It's, it's more of like a wrap. They call them shawarma here. Ah, yes. I know what shawarma is. <sighs> That's that's it. That would be it. Is the is shawarma the Americanized version of of what you're talking about? No, it's exactly the same. It just has a different name because shawarma, I think, is Arabic, or it's a different language. But in Turkey, it's called doner. Before the electric chair, shawarma. Okay, I dig. I, I've never had shawarma. What? Never had it. I just know what it is because of uh, the Avengers. Oh, because they got shawarma. <laughs> Yeah, you got to try it. I will. I plan on it. Okay, Jerusalem Bakery in Marietta. That's where you're going to Oh, get, really? That's where you're going to get your shawarma from. Okay. Yeah. Okay, dope. I'll remember that. Um, I know exactly where that is. Uh, do you know the three words? Do you know what these three words mean? Stan, mute, and cancel. You know you know what cancel is? That just mean, you know, I Cancel like like an like somebody's getting canceled, and so that means they're gone, they're out of there, goodbye. Yeah, like if you don't like someone, you're like, oh, he's canceled. Sure. Like in that that sure. Okay. Yeah. Stan, like you're a big fan of somebody, and you're yeah. like, I stand. Yeah. 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 And then mute. Um, is it kind of used like when something happens or someone's saying something, you go, uh, pause. Like, is that the same thing? That, that's a good way of interpreting, but it basically means like, essentially like when you mute the TV, you're not turning it off, but you're like, it's kind of take it or leave it mm -hmm. kind of situation. So with those three words in mind, we're going to play a game called stand mute cancel. And it's going to be with uh, appetizers. Okay. So you have to stand one, mute one and cancel the other. Queso, salsa, and guac, the trifecta. So personally, I stand queso, I mute salsa, and I cancel guac. I'm not a guac guy, unfortunately. What the heck? Why? I know, I know. Stand for all of them. <laughs> this is the tough one. This is what gets people fighting. Okay. I love it when I think of new questions on the spot. That's that's organic. That's like, oh, that's you. like a win right now. Anyway, 
Oh, I love you. Got to pick. Okay, I gotta stand salsa. Really? I can't go to a Mexican restaurant and not have salsa. I could not do queso and I could not do guac, but I have to have salsa. Okay. Um. I know you got to pick. Okay, I will mute guac and cancel <gasps> queso because I have been vegan before. Ah, uh, okay. So I'm able. I know that it's. I have the capability. It is hard, but yeah, guac is healthier than queso, so I, I have to go with that. Okay, that's acceptable then. We'll keep it. Stand mute, cancel still, and we'll go. Cartoon Network, Disney Channel, and Nickelodeon. Oh, God. Um, I stand Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. I think that's the right answer. Um, I will mute. Okay, with, with Disney, does this include, like, the movies and stuff? Or just like the TV Ooh, shows. That's a really good question. I haven't thought about it like that. Because I can't cancel the movies. <sighs> but if it's just the TV show, then Disney's canceled. I'm, I'm thinking it's the TV shows because that's my answer too. Disney's canceled and I okay. mute Cartoon Network. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah, I'm sticking with it. Okay. <laughs> um, when you get hot wings, what's your hot wing flavor of choice? Uh, extra hot with lemon pepper sprinkles, all flats. All flats. Okay, I bet. Can't do the drums. You just rattled that off. Yeah, I say it every Monday night at Hammerheads because they're half off. Uh, hell yeah, let's go. Um, is there a movie or TV show that you wish you could go back and watch for the first time ever and experience all the emotions all over again? Yeah, I'd probably go back and watch White Chicks because I think it's the only movie I've ever watched that like made me cry from laughing multiple times. But that first time, oh yeah, that or Step Brothers. I mean, a lot of Will Ferrell movies. I'll go with White Chicks. It's fine. Okay. Um, what do you get when you go to the movies? Are you a big snack person? Do you kind of sneak candy in? What kind of snack person are you at the movies? If I'm with my sister, we're sneaking in tacos. That's her thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and movie popcorn. I love, love, love movie popcorn. Same here. With a nasty amount of the butter on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to layer the butter, too. Yeah, like okay. halfway, put a bunch of nasty butter on there. Oh, yeah. Another half, do it again and shake it. A little deeper of a question. What's your greatest fear? My greatest fear? Fear is if I were to die and I meet my maker and he were to tell me this was your purpose in life and you've ignored all the signs and you did not fulfill your purpose, you got to do it all again. Oh, God. And go through everything again? Go through everything again and I hope you learn next time. Oh, man. That's my biggest fear. Not actually dying, but for that scenario to play out. Oh, no. 
I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly, if I snapped my fingers right now and you and I were transported to a specific time and place to witness an event in history, what would we be watching? Almost like a Scrooge McDuck situation where we're just we're just hovering over it as it happens. We can't prevent it. We can't do anything. We're just sitting there watching it. It'd have to be something happy since we can't prevent it. Mm-hmm. Because no one wants to witness something horrible. No. Dang, I never thought about this. Yeah, it's tough. That's a toughie. Personally, I think I'm going back and watching... Uh, you have to go back, right? You can't go to the future? You have to go back. I think I'm watching either... <laughs> I've always envisioned like the signing of the Declaration of Independence or like the writing of it. Like it can't be just boring as a as a conference room like we're in right now of a, just a bunch of old dudes writing a document. You got to think they're like shotgunning beers in the background. Like they they've got I'm chicken great. wings. Like I would love to be in the room and hear the small talk that's going down like while they're writing this like life changing document for millions of people in the future. It'd be a fun room to be in. I would love to be part of the March on Washington with Dr. Martin Luther King. If wow. I could go there. That would be dope. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that's mine. That's my answer. I love that answer. That's a good one. Well, Miriam, we've reached the end of our interview. Did you have fun? I had so much fun. Okay, I was super nervous that I was going to stutter. You didn't stutter once, I don't think. Not know what to say. Um, I like being behind this mic, so I might be back. Oh, okay. Well, Miriam, before we go, I'd like to just turn it to you. Speak as loud and proud as you want. What do you got going on? Where can people find you? What, they sh what should they be looking up? Where can they find what you've got going on? Okay. Um, my biggest thing I would say is Instagram, M-I-R-M underscore T-I. Or if something I mentioned with the financial business that I'm doing piques your interest or you'd like a copy of the book, I'll get you one for free. Um, go to my website, howmoneyworks.com forward slash Miriam, M-I-R-I-A-M. There you go, everybody. I will put that information in the description of the episode so that you can easily go access it. And um, like I said at the top, send it to a friend, review on iTunes, and follow on Instagram. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks, Logan.